0: Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, Old Time Music with Cameron DeWitt and Friends. This week's friend is Joe Pomianic. We recorded this last week in my home in Portland, Oregon. This episode is brought to you in part by the California Bluegrass Association Summer Music Camp. CBA Summer Music Camp takes place June 12th through the 15th at the beautiful Nevada County Fairgrounds in Grass Valley, California. Daily instrument-focused and elective classes jams, square dances, student and faculty concerts are attended outdoors among the pine trees. This year's faculty include string band The Only's, John Reichman, Mike Compton, and Lori Lewis, among others. You can learn more about the camp and register online at cbacamp.com. Get Up in the Cool gets the occasional great sponsor, like CBA, but it's primarily listener-funded. If you want to make sure I can keep making this show every week, go to patreon.com slash getupinthecool and sign up. One more thing before we get started. My old-time trio, Tall Poppy String Band, is going on an album release tour next month in the Pacific Northwest. At least the Oregon and Washington parts. We're hitting Lagos, Oswego, Bellingham, Port Townsend, Seattle, Olympia, Corvallis, and Eugene. Some of those shows are already short on tickets, so make sure to save your spot now. Check tallpoppystringband.com shows for details and links. See you on the road. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with Joe Pomianic. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. tune <laughs> so good <Why> might <laughs> as well yeah joe pomianek welcome to get up in the cool so good to be here cameron thank you i think i first got to meet you and hear you play in maybe 2018 or early 2019 at i think what was varelsa's inaugural show Oh, really? If I remember it. Uh-huh. Does that timeline sound right? Sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I could just be making this all up. Uh, but, uh, and so Varelsa with. I've almost filled my Varelsa infinity gauntlet. I guess I just need to get your percussionist on at some point. That's right. What is his name again? <laughs> Steven Skolnick. Steven, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've had uh, Colin on and Amy on and. Now you, um, tell us about Varelsa. Well, what did I see that night? (laughs) Um, you saw a, uh, Scandinavian inspired folk fusion band, uh, led by Amy Hackinson, who, um, plays a Swedish, traditional Swedish folk instrument called the Nickelharpa. Um, and, uh. Uh, with the addition of Colin Stackhouse on fiddle, and uh, me on guitar, and Mandolin, and Steven on percussion. Um, it's uh, yeah, largely Swedish folk music, um, but each of the rest of us brings a little different uh, flair to it. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard that much Swedish music, but I haven't heard anything that sounds like what we just did. And it sounds... and. It sounds like you've been playing flat picking, guitar, American music for a while. That's true. Yeah. Uh When did that start? Oh, um... And what flavor of it was it? Uh, it started... Let's see, maybe, um... Maybe the mid-2000s or so. Uh, it started really in earnest, maybe, uh, 2010 or so, something like that. Whatever, um... Like a lot of people, I think it was uh, when a, a brother Rathau came out. Yeah, they kind That's of kicked me of in the people. pants. Yeah, um, although I like, I grew up in a musical family, and uh, my dad played guitar and still plays guitars professionally. Um, what what has, kind like, of guitar playing does he do professionally? He does acoustic and electric. Uh, I guess you classify it as like an Americana band, yeah. but he's he's also steeped in the bluegrass tradition. And he, yeah. uh, when I was a teenager. Uh, he showed me some Doc Watson and stuff like that, and when I left the college, he sent me with a a Martin. Um, yeah, I you know I started trying to learn Black Mountain Rag. For, it took me many years. Um, I think I finally got it down. Uh, but I think it was like right yeah right around when a brother came out. And I said, oh, actually, I could I could do this. This this sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm curious what your this is, we've already gotten to the podcast within a podcast, which is like how to have a successfully musical family um, without making your kids hate music. Um, it sounds like maybe you were able to connect with your dad over music. Yeah, I would say so. Again. Yeah, uh-huh. great. Well, um, yeah, it did. Uh, I think there was an attempt when I was much younger to put a guitar in my hands. Yeah. Um, I started. They started me on piano when I was around six, I think it was around that age when they when my dad got me an electric guitar. Uh, and I didn't receive it very well. Um, tell, tell me. Uh, I about don't it. I don't recall very much about it except there's a photo of me uh, with a very um, indifferent look on my face. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll like say. you just got you just unwrapped your present. Yeah. And you're yeah. just not thrilled. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But um, you don't remember how uh, you felt. Not, not exactly. No. What but were you interested that, in at the time that would have that guitar would have gotten in the way of? That, oh, I don't know, all the toys and things like that. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really couldn't tell you. The um, usual kid stuff, you know, lots of distractions, um, playing outdoors, riding on bikes and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and sitting in maybe sitting in a in a bedroom plunking away on a guitar didn't have a, an appeal to me at the, that time. But, yeah. Um, but you know, eventually it did. Yeah, Uh, yeah. When did it click? Um, I would say right around when I was sixteen. So I think the difference was that I I approached the guitar on my own terms. Like it wasn't something that was asked of me. Um, I just kind of there's happens because he's a musician. There's guitars lying around. I just grabbed one and, yeah. um, tried to decipher. I think it was like a Depeche mode song. I was like, Oh, this sounds like a lick. I could probably figure out. Yeah. Um, Do you remember which Depeche mode song? It was? I think it was, uh, my own personal Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That June, that, uh, uh, blues lick. Yeah. Um, good. yeah, that was, that was a good time. And I don't know, that kind of set me off the path or down the path. Um, Unlikely as it is. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. Um, and how long had had you abandoned the piano at this point? Yeah, there was probably a several-year gap between those two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the piano was enjoyable. Um, but I, uh, I think what I... The, the, the stress of um, recitals, I think, was um, what ultimately led me to it's put it It's so down. stressful. It is. Because it's like... Y- When you're playing all these other genres of music, I did classical piano too as a kid. Okay. Um, When you're doing all these other genres, you get to have low stakes, like, bombs. You get to, like, fail the same piece or song or whatever over and over again, and you Mm -hmm. get to kind of, like, work it up. Um, And it's, like, the inverse of that for... A classical recital it's like you work for like a year uh-huh. or six months or whatever uh to get one thing and you have one shot to like do it and everybody's watching yeah, yeah and everyone's watching and they're all quiet no mm-hmm. one's drinking a beer <laughs> yeah, like, oh man that would that would have changed the dynamic quite a bit i think i might have enjoyed it if the audience was uh, uh loosened up a bit I think we might be on to something. (laughs) Yeah, maybe the classical recital culture needs to be different. Yeah. Because I'm not convinced that it was always like that. Um, Anyway, that's (laughs) my new business venture. (laughs) Our new business venture. I'm into it. Uh, What do you want to play next? Um, I was thinking um, this tune called Green River Ramble that uh, I believe Skip Gorman wrote. He's a mandolin player. Oh yeah, is that the um is that the one you sent me? It is. Great, cool. I had forgotten the title. Um yeah, who's who's Skip Gorman? He's Tell me. Um that. I wish I knew more to tell you, but uh, he's kind of uh, I think he'd classify himself as like a an old time and bluegrass mandolin player of the of the old timey tradition, before uh Bluegrass started adding a lot of notes to yeah. the mandolin. Um and I couldn't tell, I think he spent a lot of time in Wyoming and had a American West, uh, but I'm not sure if that's where he was born and raised. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something when I was listening to it, I, there's something that I couldn't quite place about it. Like it didn't fit neatly into my, um, genre piles. Mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't quite like it's... what I would consider to be old time music, uh, or bluegrass It kind of sits right there in the middle. It kind of reminded me maybe a little bit more of like listening to certain Norman Blake albums or something. Yeah. There's just a little bit of melodic improvisation around the tune, uh-huh. uh, but not a solo. Um, There's a man- it was a mandolin present, you know, so that's part of it. Uh, and uh, what a cool tune, though. Um that everyone's about to hear <laughs> well, Are you going to play that on mandolin? I'll play it on mandolin. Great, so me, Green River Ramp If I'm not mistaken I'll make double check okay. that Spooky tune, mm-hmm. and I especially like there's these little moments of elaboration in it, like in the form where it goes, uh, sure, yeah, it then, has like long breaths too between those, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, it, its weight is distributed in a really interesting way, yeah, and it's one of those tunes that feels very crooked and it might be. But I also wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't and then mm-hmm. it actually added up. Yeah. I never just... sat down with a pencil and never yeah. figured figure it out, but. <laughs> yeah, could be. <laughs> it's not spoil the magic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. When did you start playing mandolin? Oh, um, I guess that would have been 2000, maybe 2005 ish, somewhere around there. Did you have one around the house? There was. So at this point, I wasn't living with my parents, um, but. There was, my dad had an extra one to lend me when yeah. I took an interest in it. I think it was a, it was a Mike Marshall and Chris Steeley album or something along those lines. Or I knew that, that album. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What an incredible, and I saw them play, and uh, they, I think at one point, if I remember right, there was a, uh, during the stage banter, they were, <laughs> I think they were like actually creating a, Kind of an advertisement for the mandolin, like, look at this beautiful instrument. It's so portable and <laughs> makes these wonderful noises. And you can just leave it on your sofa. And I was like, you know, these are all great points. <laughs> um, yeah, and it falls so easy under. You the took hand. their shtick very. I did seriously. Yeah, yeah, at, uh, yeah. yeah. So thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it takes forever to tune. Wait, don't mention that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I somehow left that out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah uh, and then uh, I found myself in a bluegrass band and uh, this thing this mandolin came in real handy um, could kind of switch between the two guitar and the mandolin did you just sort of learn on the job or a fair yeah I would say it's that's fair to say yeah, yeah. Um, I was <laughs> the first bluegrass gig I played with the mandolin I'm finally uh, man, I'm making this on the record but I didn't really know all tunes. For <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, so I kind of learned it yeah, on stage in front of a bunch of people. But, um, I mean, that's, that's a good incentive to go back home in woodshed and actually yeah. work things out. Are you sure you wouldn't have preferred to practice your set in solitude for six months and then perform it one time? <laughs> <laughs> For a bunch of people who aren't drinking beers, <laughs> that's a good that's a good yeah, point, Cameron. Um, very uh, that's that's hard it's hard to say. <laughs> when did uh, when did you start piecing together what was bluegrass music and what was old time music? And when did that kind of like enter oh, the picture? Um, that's a good question. Because we were very comfortably playing. Um, we're just playing tunes uh-huh. we're not necessarily training yet yeah. um which i'm open to <laughs> it doesn't have to be i don't think i'm going to lose any subscribers if we <laughs> if we do that at some okay. point but um yeah that that type of musical conversation uh-huh. i feel like you are comfortable playing in an old time idiom when did that happen that's a slow, that was a slow process because um, it's the because it's the opposite like you were saying i didn't know all of the tunes and it's like yeah. it's the opposite of maybe some people who can get by in like a bluegrass band just just I, i'm just gonna play the break or whatever mm-hmm. you know but it's like all tunes <laughs> yeah totally yeah um so i was in a bluegrass band where band leader he was steeped in the bluegrass tradition but he grew up in virginia and he'd been to a bunch of uh, old time festivals and stuff and he knew all these old time tunes so he worked those into the set oh, so great. so kind of yeah like um i was learning old time tunes on the mandolin without even realizing it and Ooh. then uh eventually i found myself in a, a contra dance band or two yeah and those are all or mostly old time tunes i suppose sure yeah um old time or old time adjacent also yeah the term means nothing so. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah um i guess it was a I don't know, a handful of years to kind of get old time under my belt. And then it wasn't until I moved up to Portland in 2016 and I went to the old time music gathering. I was like, oh, there's like this whole, there's this big culture around this. And people People are actually like... Don't really serious serious about it? They're really serious about it. And they play it not just in like a dance context. Yeah. And just sit around and just like, they jam on this stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, So. Where did you move from? San Diego San Diego yeah. yeah which is not where I grew up uh, I grew up in the Bay Area okay okay I uh, spent quite a number of years down there in San Diego yeah. Yeah. what team do you want to play next Let's maybe do a medley of Gilson and Katie bar door yeah yeah, yeah great. which I know that I know she Amy did on your show about three years ago but, was it the same uh, the, the same two tunes yeah great Uh I've probably played Gillsaw since. These are D tunes, right? Are they both B? Yeah, okay. They are, yeah. on the on the Varelsa album, Indeed, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. All right. It's been a it's been a minute. It's different without Nickelharpa. And I don't remember which drum Steven is playing on that one. I'm guessing it one that it's one that goes. Or something. <laughs> in fact, uh, I do believe he played spoons in that one. Oh there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I just retroactively Um, we should we should probably do some editing uh yeah (laughs) Yeah. you mentioned that yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i think we have time for one more before we talk about where people go to get your albums and hire you for festivals and things like that or whatever else you want to mention Mm -hmm. what should we what should we do next well I had a couple in mind um, let me consult my list one more time or the other way to think about it is which tune do you want to end on and then we'll do whatever tune you don't want to end on next <laughs> well maybe see that do that that's a D tune right it is Yeah. Okay. there's so many Duck tunes that I can't remember which one's which <laughs> 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 so joe where do people go to follow everything that you're up to by uh, your previously recorded works <laughs> and so i should probably start off by mentioning my band's website which is varelsa and that's v-a-r-e-l-s-e music.com uh, we have a show coming up well in june june 18th we're playing in a story at the scandinavian midsummer festival oh cool great Um, we're playing three sets then which uh incidentally for the old-time listeners that's right smack dab in the middle of weezer but if you're not already there or on your way there feel free to stop by (laughs) um and my own website is com, and you can find my own tour dates and information about uh lessons and whatnot there Uh, okay yeah perfect well, I'll include all that in the show notes cool. for the episodes. so people should, should just tap and, and swipe and check spelling in the in the show notes. It's all there. <laughs> Sounds so, great. Great. Thanks Thank so you. much for doing this. this Thank you so great. much. This has been my pleasure. Yeah, for sure. It's it's the same. No, my pleasure. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> <And it> says, <laughs> no. You. <I> <laughs> uh, what do you want to play for the last team? I was thinking, "Bullet the Wagon." Great. Yeah. I always thought this was bullet the wagon and <laughs> <like> go fast <laughs> until that works too corrected me For those of you within driving distance of Astoria, go see Varelsa play on June 18th. For everyone else, visit their website at varelsamusic.com to watch their videos and buy their album. You can also visit Joe Pamyonek's website to get in contact with him for lessons and booking and to hear more of his playing. Both those are linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. Thanks again to CBA Summer Music Camp for sponsoring this episode. That sign-up link again is cbacamp.com. You can support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional Clawhammer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box, set available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening.
1: Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.